short few years ago, today's guest was on tour globally as a musician. That's right, like rock star status. But he still felt like something was missing. So he transitioned into nutrition coaching and now has his own nutrition coaching company that's doing several incredible things, including understanding the secret sauce to collaborating with gyms from around the world. If you guys have been following around the block for any length of time, you know that's what we're all about, is establishing your own backyard while also being able to find out how to do that globally. And today's guest, Johan Vesters of Odyssey Coaching Systems has figured out a way to do that. I am so excited to jump into this one. So please welcome to Run the Block, none other than one of my good friends, Coach Johan Vesters of Odyssey Coaching Systems. Welcome, welcome, welcome one and all into another edition of Run the Block. I'm joined today by one of my favorite people in the world, Johan of Odyssey Coaching Johan, how are you doing, sir? What's up, man? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Like we were talking before we hit record. We're both a little sick. You might hear a cough here and there, but we're here. We're making it happen. So yeah, I'm good, man. Thanks. What about you? Yeah, hopefully uh, the, the mics don't pick up all the sniffles and the hacks and the, the mutes when we have to sneeze. But <laughs> great. Great that we're uh, doing this online and, you know, we're just using video here to do this one across the world. Uh, because you're actually not in the U.S., I'll, I'll let you cover a little bit of that and, and kind of where you are and what you do. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just I'm glad that we're able to do what we do and and be able to still, even when we're not feeling the best, be able to communicate, you know, to the world and actually perform our duties for our clients and you know just for this, which is you know service to the world. So, real quick, man, I'd love just to begin a little bit of your background story because I, I doubt. Um, you know, a lot of the listeners are kind of familiar with maybe where you are, what you, what you're kind of up to. And I have a couple of fun things uh, planned along the way. So, Johan, um, you run Odyssey Coaching. Um, could you give everybody just a little bit of background of kind of like who you are? Because you have a little bit of a unique transition story that I don't think most coaches have into nutrition. So kind of like who you are, uh, how you got into nutrition, and uh, ultimately why you decided to make that move. Cool. Yeah, dude, I've done a lot, a lot of stuff over the years. Um, so let me give you like the TLDR, you know, or I'll try, I'll try to do my best. So my fitness journey started with my own, you know, being overweight, weight loss journey, et cetera. But at the same time, I started getting into music. So I spent just about a decade touring the world, ended up actually spending a year in Australia, which I thought I was going to be at, and I'm going to stay at, and then I ended up in Norway, which is kind of where I settled, and then got into coaching. Now, throughout those, you know, the 10 years, kind of, I struggled with my own nutrition, tried to figure it out. Fell for like the fat diets and I did like the my fitness pill, like twelve hundred calorie diets and you name it, you know, the, the shakes and all that stuff. So that's like not even like the like an uncommon story. Like you see so many people go through that, you know, still now. And for me that was like eleven years ago. Right now it's the same. Which is kind of frustrating. So this is like one of the, the things that fires me up, you know. But anyway, I ended up in Norway, out of all places. Uh, where I got back into CrossFit, which I didn't mention yet. Like at some point down the line, I got into CrossFit. But in Norway, I kind of got back into that. And for the first time, I had like one place where I stayed and I could really work on my fitness. And that's where I really got into nutrition, you know, for myself first. Became a CrossFit coach. Oh, and by the way, I also worked at it as a Northern Lights guide. So I've done a whole bunch of stuff. Which might be one of the coolest jobs ever. I'm just saying, like Northern Lights. It was guy, sick. Like, to be honest with you, yeah, it, it was it was very cool. It was very cool. I don't think like tourism is like a, a really like a long term career for most people. Uh, it wasn't for me. I like to grow. I would, like I want to help people as well. I got very passionate about fitness, but it was fun. It was really cool. So that was like my first job in the, in Norway, you know. But really got back into CrossFit. Finally got the opportunity to become to become a CrossFit coach. And that's what I really noticed still the nutrition things going around, you know? And then it's like Rich Froning talking about fasting all of a sudden. And then here I am like doing fastest CrossFit at 10 in the morning, like, you know? So I was still kind of messing around with that myself. Then I learned the nutrition course in my precision nutrition. And initially I thought, you know, I'm going to do CrossFit coaching and then also nutrition. Little did I know that also nutrition turned into a big rabbit hole which I'm very grateful for that I found that, right? Because it, yeah, it's now been three years I've been coaching. It's currently going, and we're working on this together, but like it's currently going better than ever. And I now finally get to help, but people 
actually like not make the same mistakes I did, you know, and not do, go through those same things. Because like I said, 10 plus years ago, when I tried to figure this out on my own, it was a mess. We had like the documentaries, which but then you had to like illegally download um, the forums, you know, this is like before Instagram got big and all that, but it was already a mess. And then like right now with TikTok and all that, like it's probably even more confusing. So I'm just very yeah. thankful that I, I got a chance to like do something about that, you know? Absolutely. It, and I, I agree that I don't know if it's more confusing or if there's just more of the same out there. And so maybe you just get down further into that echo chamber because once you've clicked on that, you know, the keto diet guy once, then you see more of that and you're like, oh, this must be what everybody does because then you see everybody that that's down this rabbit hole is ripped, right? For whatever reason. You're like, oh, I must I must be able to try that. I'm curious though, um, because of, 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 you know, your, your switching careers and then, you know, this, this has been kind of something that you, you, you got into a while ago, but like actually made a career in the last three um, and you mentioned CrossFit and PN and some other things where, was there any like one course or certification or anything that, that you went through that really stood out now looking back or like sometimes we have new coaches or people thinking about like switching their careers that, you know, would that listen to this. So where would you tell them to kind of start? Is it just, Hey, you need to, to be a success story yourself, or is there actually like information that you found pretty useful? I liked PN. Um, I'm glad that I did it. I, I'm not going to call like the best cert out there, but it was good. You know, it's like a good like entry level. I don't think matter matters as much what you start with when it comes to that first cert or even if you get your master's or whatever. You got to get that first like step, you know, but it's just like getting a driver's license. Like you better don't, <laughs> you better not think like, oh, I got it. Like I'm good to go because I wasn't good to go <laughs> when I had that cert, you know, it's <laughs> If anything, I was like, holy shit, okay, I got my driver's license, now I need to start driving on my own, and there's all these kind of things to pay attention to. Um, and that's when that rabbit hole started, you know? So if, if just anything, like as a main thing I could tell people is like, just never stop learning, and just make sure that you learn something like every single day. And it's the same, like it's going to feel overwhelming in the beginning, you know? Because you learn something, and then it's like, okay, there's so there's hormones, and then there's this and that and work on nutrition and so much a mindset you're not going to know everything and that's okay but you just got to keep learning just a little bit and then over time also just be okay with like messing up making mistakes learning the hard way sometimes but i think as coaches we tend to we kind of know what's like better for the client you know but that we tend to think like hey like no for whatever reason I should expect for myself to just be able to do it all at once, like day one. And that's not the case, you know? Not at all. Especially when you're talking about hormones, uh, you know, when you get into thyroid issues or anything like that, like once you start down the nutrition rabbit hole and then understand like how the, the body actually works together and it's just this complex system. I feel like, you know, once, once you've gone through a really good, like, you know, functional training or personal training type certification, you can kind of get it and you have the principles. And of course there's tweaks and it's client dependent, but man, when you get into like nutrition, there's just so much to go into because yeah. once you solve one thing, it's like, oh, is that really the root or is it something else? Right. And macros are great and deficits are great and surpluses are great. But if you have clients with issues, you're, you're hundred percent right. Like this is one of the fields where I, I really do believe you should be a lifelong learner. And if that's not you or this stuff doesn't interest you, you're not probably going to make a, a long career out of this because you're going to have to keep going down rabbit holes. And there's, there's, I will say this. So let me actually give a little bit more specific um, of an answer here because you also asked like a cert or something that's stood out. There's definitely three things. First of all, two courses that I did. Uh, so FNMS by Sam Miller and then HMCC by uh, Casey Joe. Those are great. So Sam's is like a functional course, uh, which I did in mm -hmm. 2020. Um, and then Casey's course is all on mindset. And that was the biggest one. And that one fundamentally changed the way I coached. And this is back in, we can maybe get into this later, but like my coaching, it's been, it's been up and down. You know, when you start your business, it's not, it's not all like, you know, to the top right away. <laughs> Um, 
2022 for me was a, a, a tough year. I think I had to learn a lot of lessons and which for which I'm super grateful for still. But when I did that course, like later in tw uh, 2022, I definitely noticed like the way I started coaching went from kind of like, Hey, I'm just giving people advice <laughs> to like actually coaching people. And that's maybe one thing, because I think there's a lot of value to trying to learn from other people, other certs and learn about the, the actual art of coaching. Because when you have that fundamental understanding of, Hey, this is macros and you know, these are some good habits to help people with, you still need to like get better at the actual coaching. So the HMCC course was huge for me. And then next point, she was being okay with asking for help. And that's through mentors. For me, that was the biggest. Right, Sam Miller was my, my uh, mentor first, Cody McBroom. Um, I've had nutrition coaches myself, which has been huge. Um, now, now I work with you and, uh, and Michael. Like, should be okay asking for help because you're not going to know how to do everything on your own. And that's the biggest thing. Sure, you can start a coaching company and get to a good spot on your own. But if you want to grow it and actually get to a point, like it's not going to just be you and you're definitely going to need help from outside sources, you know? Absolutely. You, you mentioned that there was a difference, you know, between giving people advice and coaching. What are, what are maybe one or two examples of that? Cause that is huge, right? There, there is a big difference between just talking at somebody and then actually talking with and listening with somebody and, and making sure they're on a protocol or a path. I mean, as, as you know, from experience. I tend to start talking and then I go all these different directions, you know, I talk too much. No, <laughs> no, but like all joking aside, I think this is something a lot of coaches go through as well. It's like, you're excited. You want to share your knowledge. You're like, Hey, I know this, I know the answer, you know, and you want to share it all and give every different angle and, you know, but someone might just need to know like one little thing. And we should be asking more questions than like being the one talking. And there's that saying, right? You got, you got one mouth, two ears, like use them wisely, whatever it is, like listen more. Like that's the thing. You got to listen more, ask more questions and try to help them get to that answer because you can teach people the, you know, the educational side of things as much as you want, but it's not until they kind of come up with that solution or they say, Hey, you know, whatever it is that you've already told them like 20 times, like that's the moment when it starts to click, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's the same, whether this is a client relationship, a prospect relationship, right? Until someone feels like seen and heard by you, unless for whatever reason, they're like a huge raving fan, right? If you're, you know, at that influencer status, if you're not, which most of us aren't, then yeah, absolutely. Like they have to feel seen and heard before they're going to buy into anything whether that's a prospect that's thinking about, you know, coaching with you or already a client, right? Even if they're a client, you're still selling all the time. How do you do that? Actually making them feel seen and heard and appreciated and acknowledged and recognizing, right? Every step of the way, what they're doing. Otherwise, you know, you can just, I guess, you know, once, once every six months, just email them like, Hey, you still, you still on that macro plan? Cool. Let's keep going. You know, but th that's not coaching isn't just those things, right? Coaching, at least to us, I, I know you and, and myself is, is still about the connection and the recognition and, and actually laying out the path for them step-by-step, step, not just macros or not just me telling you someone that they need to go post or rewatch that training again. Right. So what I think the, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask from, from that experience, um, how have you been able to like intertwine this into being able to, to, to stand out on online with nutrition coaching? Because there are so many coaches now, um, you mentioned, you know, having, having Sam and Casey in, in your background kind of helped out and really transformed your coaching. But even if you have the best mentors in the world, that doesn't mean you can get a client, right? That doesn't mean you can right. like stand out that that's still a whole other realm, right? Even if you have the most knowledge, you, you know, everything, so it doesn't mean you can attract somebody, whether that's in person or online. So how have you been able to actually, uh, you know, acquire clients? And I know August was a really good month for you. The last three months have been really good months for you. Uh, when so many in this industry are struggling and, and actually tanking, how are you still able to uh, acquire clients and actually, um, you know, be elevating your, your business? 
I just take action on it. I think as coaches, we'll listen to a podcast like this one or we'll go to the, the mastermind program, whatever it is. And we think that we're going to hear like the new thing, right? Then the next, okay, so this is the key that's going to unlock my success from today to tomorrow, you know? That's not the case. It's it's just like your clients, like they kind of know they should be eating vegetables, you know? They should probably go for a walk. They should probably drink some water. It's, just, it's the same, man. Like we got to do the things that we kind of know we should be doing, but we're not doing them. Like DMing people, replying to comments, writing a post. Hey, I'm not going to say that social media is everything, but as an online coach in 2023, you got to be posting content. I'm not saying that it's easy. I've always struggled with that. I still have my moments. It's better, but I still have my brain farts every now and then. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know what to talk about. But it's consistently and, you know, daily, like doing those little things. It's, hey, I got to, let's stick to social media for now, right? It's like, hey, I got to write the post. Maybe get some photos, maybe make something in Canva, whatever it is. I think as a coach, we're not just going to be coaching as much as we think that getting into this. Oh, by the way, then we need to learn how to talk on camera, which is for me, dude, that, that was my fucking nightmare, right? Just public speaking in general. Before, um, this is 2020. Yeah. Before 2020, I never like talked into a camera, right? Cause I'm very shy. I'm very much right. The quiet person. That's how I usually am. <laughs> Um, Which is fascinating because you're traveling the world being a rock star. So, you know, I'd, I'd expect you to be on camera all the time, right? Just hitting that, hit, hitting that bass, hitting that guitar. Yeah, but even then, like, for so for some reason, I I still had my, the microphone on the stand and, like, make my guitar to, like, hide behind. In a way, you know what I mean? Like, I was not, not the person, like, talking to the, the crowd or something. But in school, dude, like, I had, like, extra help, you know, with you know, doing presentations, but I would start sweating, like shaking and shit, you know? So that was always like a, a thing for me. Um, so it was tough. And then this is Sam, right? This is Sam Miller. He's like, dude, you just, just got to hit a court and just start, just practice. And I swear, you know, you know where you go down your, your camera roll? Like it was like one, I was trying to get like one 30 second video, whatever it is. And you just keep yeah. scrolling, you know? It was, <laughs> it was tough. It was rough, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was very difficult for me. And I still struggle and I still have to do a lot of editing sometimes in my reels because I have my moments where I stutter or, you know, pronounce words weird or whatever it is just because I'm talking into a camera, but it's just getting the reps in and this goes for everything. Like we could literally keep going down this whole list of like stuff you got to get better at, but it's like just doing the actual thing that, you know, you should be doing hit record and you just start talking. And if it sucks, you just do it again. And then at some point you suck a little bit less and then you just post it and you just deal with the awkwardness because it's got to be there, you know, but you got to start helping people and then you just get better at it and just be okay with that. And that goes for that. It goes for maybe doing outreach. You already have a lot of people in your network, whether you have a lot of followers or not. I also started this page with zero followers, but you know, people already. Okay. Just talk to them and maybe not everyone's going to respond. And not everyone's going to like it. And you're probably going to be awkward and maybe sometimes accidentally like salesy or whatever, because you're just trying to learn. Just be okay with it. You know, just be okay. It's sucking. And then we get into like newsletters and podcasts and public speaking at gyms. And there's this whole list of things that we need to get better at, but it's reps. That's, that's all I can say. Like that's the least sexy thing to say, you know, but you just got to take action on it. And I feel like I've, I've done that well over the years kind of break it back to where we're currently at <clears throat> i just kept doing that I kept showing up still at hard times i was okay with sucking I, i've done my podcast now for just over a year <clears throat> initially it was super awkward you know it's really awkward if i go back if i scroll down to my reels on instagram it's very awkward but that's okay you know what i mean like you just got to do it just suck a little bit it's, it's fine and especially in the beginning, there's not going to be that many people noticing anyway. So, right? There never is. By the time yeah, you... we, we... No, yeah. Yeah. We, we think that, you know, oh no, I stumbled on this word or this real sucks. Like, yeah, 
It does, and it's okay because it's just it's just your mom and your cousin, yeah. and a friend, and it's totally. And then fun. you make you want well, that to go viral. Yeah. Nay, and then the by the time you get good at it, it starts to kind of you know go to people, and then you get to reach more people. But you just got to keep going, and that's tough sometimes. I will say that that is tough. You know, and and I love the rep analogy that you use because especially in this industry, right? This is why, you know, I, I love working with nutrition and fitness coaches. This is my realm. This is, you know, what, what I started out in. And, you know, if they're talking with a client, they're going to say, you know, it's just repetitions. You need to get in the gym. You need to work out three times a week. You need to follow the, the plan. You need to hit your macros. You need to do the elimination diet, right? Step by step. But yet it's like something goes haywire in our brains when we then try to apply that same uh, tactic or lifestyle or principles to business we're like oh no i've got to go everywhere and be in everything all the time i got to put out 27 posts i got to go make 27 reels i got to make this giant email campaign and then i got to have a facebook group and another community and all these other things and it's like no no no. where are you at where's your audience what can you double down on that maybe you're not doing and build consistency there the same thing you tell your clients right and they go sure you know, you, you see like their eyes it's, glaze over. <laughs> it's the same. It's the exact same. And it's like, well, you know, with your client who is tracking, but you see that they're not eating vegetables. Hey, probably eating ve- vegetables is like the thing then to focus on, right? You know, you should be getting the reps in. Like, you know, that's how it works with creating new habits, new connections in the brain, whatever. I even say, I compare everything to fitness. I've done that for myself to kind of get through tough times sometimes, but like, you struggle with content right if you compare that to creating a meal you tell your client a meal prep hey maybe you should just sit down and write a bunch of posts instead of trying to come up with something new every single day and just do a content prep right that's what we're currently doing with like reels and stuff you just try to get a bunch done in bulk so that it's kind of already done so that you don't have to sit there at 5 p.m or it's like oh yeah i promise myself to post every single day but i can't think of something like that's too late. You want to be intentional, proactive. Another analogy too. You know how the graph goes with your weight loss, you know? It's like it's never linear. Whether that's muscle gain, fat loss, maintenance, it's always up and down. But you look at the long-term trends. Same shit, man. Whether it's your sales, your downloads, your views, it's going to be great times and it's going to be times where it kind of goes down and it kind of sucks. But then as long as the long-term trend goes the right way, then you're good. And I feel like we should not forget those little things. Because especially on a financial standpoint, it's not going to be linear, you know? Definitely. And, you know, I mean, going back to even just what we've kind of been mentioning a few few times now, which is content or, you know, anything in general that we're trying to promote forward-facing, I, I think you got to get out of that that realm of thinking that it's just going to attract your next client. Like, sure, that's what we want. But it's also about building authority in your space. And so that's why you also need to be consistent. Not whether or not, you know, you got 100 likes or 100 DMs. But it's also about, you know, if you are trying to prospect, people want to see that you're being consistent. Because if you're not consistently posting or doing whatever it is that that's on that platform, maybe sharing reels, then people aren't really sure, like, is this person still in business? Are they not? Is this what they do? Or is this like a, their third part-time job? I mean, people are are smart. So... You have to be consistent in any of those actions for sure, especially if you're online. And I know with you being online, you've also been very successful in in a few other realms, um, especially offline. That's part of the reason why we call this podcast Run the Block, right? Because we think you should run your own block as well before you necessarily try to go global, uh, especially if you're just starting out. So what what are some of the other ways that, that you've been been dominating um, actual like local markets? Well, public speaking right? Going to gyms and doing presentations. So this is like just uh, over a year and a half after Sam told me just hit record, right? At this point, I'm working with Cody McBroom and he kind of like pushed me to to get into that as well as doing the podcast. And I told him like, yeah, I've kind of been thinking about doing both of those kind of things, but exactly. Like I was, I was that person too, right? I kind of know I should be starting the podcast. I kind of know I should probably do a presentation because Let's be honest, fucking no one is doing that, you know? But I didn't take that first step. So Cody finally like pushed me to do that, took action on it. Um, and then I started doing seminars. I've been doing that for a while now. Local gyms, 
Um, I've done a bunch now here in Norway. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm actually going to do a webinar now soon uh, for Jim in the US through some clients. I've got new connections there. Um, we have a gym in Holland in the works. Like there's a lot of good connections kind of like showing up now, which is just from being consistent, posting, doing good work, you know, but I think especially that connecting with local businesses, I've talked to this chiropractor I used to go through to get my neck fixed, you know, cause like we're sitting behind this desk all the time. Like I'm a mess. Anyway, started talking to her, got a new client through them, potential collaboration in January. They're like, now they're like half of them are like pregnant. So I got to go back there in January, but like, that's a new business connection. We have to, the local gym, right? Just get out there and like, talk to people. You know what I mean? Cause no one does that. And I think if you're not the person doing this, someone else is going to grab that opportunity. Or and there's no knees and now you're just leaving money on the table. Yeah, there's there's so many opportunities, and I, for whatever reason, you know, coaches are scared to post, or they're scared to build an audience, and then scared to talk to people in person, right? We just want to kind of like sit back, sit behind our, our computer and just check emails and, you know, update people and, and, you know, update their macros. And and that's cool for a little while, uh, but, you know, one of my favorite quotes that Michael always reminds us of, you know, either going to be a tyrant for yourself or someone else is going to be a tyrant for you. And so it's just like, yeah, if that's who you want to be, great. You can work for a coaching company, but here's the fallacy. The fallacy is you think because you work for someone else, you don't have to still do all those other things. No, that's not true. Even when you work for another coaching company, they're going to ask you to post. They're going to ask you if you're already working with clients to bring your clients over and now split that commission 50-50 or possibly even more. You're also still going to have to do those nutrition talks that you don't want to do. They're going to ask you still to be promoting that, like nobody wants an employee that's just going to sit behind a desk and 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 do that for for this realm anyway. Um, maybe three four years ago you could have found that, but now the more coaching companies we work for, they're all making that part of their standard onboarding SOPs. Hey, you're bringing your clients. Hey, you're actually going to still be required to post daily, if not twice a day. Hey, we still are going to ask you to do online webinars. Hey, we're still going to ask you to go in our group and be a face of that. Hey, we're still going to ask you to cheer on other clients and do other things. And hey, we're running this contest. We need you to actually promote this on your page and bring in other new leads. And so while you may not like have to be like the giant visionary, you're still going to have to do all the things. So it's, it's just like the decision factor. Do you want to do it for yourself and go down the entrepreneur, solopreneur, which is uh, really tough, right? We all know those ups and downs. Uh, or do you want to work for somebody else who's going to give you your task and still tell you to do the things? And either way is fine. It's just you got to make that decision as a coach. Yeah. With the, with the content, man, with the posting, I get it. Uh, especially in the beginning, I feel like it's sometimes it's maybe even from this thought that, you know, I'm supposed to be this authority, but then what happens if I say something wrong or whatever it is? But think about it this way. There's, there's pay, like people are paying attention. You know what I mean? As much as it may be not that many, there's someone out there listening. There's someone out there reading every fucking post that you write, even though you think that no one's watching because you're just look at the likes I've had. So, and this is because I actually went and DM'd my followers and had conversations. That's how I know this. Otherwise I would have never found out, but I, dude, I had multiple people over the years be like, oh, I always read your posts or I like the newsletter, or I like the podcast, right? Who then eventually become clients, but not, they're like, they didn't reach out, you know? They're like the silent followers. So here they are reading everything that you read, uh, right? I'm thinking, oh shit, like I've never seen this person like a single post, <laughs> you know what I mean? So people are paying attention. So just fucking rise for that person then, you know? Because there's someone out there who wants to learn about nutrition and here you are overthinking it and then you don't post it because it makes you uncomfortable. Kind of shitty to think about, right? If you think about it, because there's someone you, who you could be helping. Dude, even if it's like, hey, have this protein snack and to hit 30 grams, it could literally be that simple. Um, that That's one thing that I kind of like try to think about if I catch myself being like, well, I don't know what to write. Like, no, we have a lot of shit to talk about. Like we, we know our shit. If we have a cert, like we have a lot of things to talk about, you know, talk about your clients, talk about whatever, your own stuff, but just write it for that person then. 
and just not yeah, you, not post. You're totally right. And it, it's easy to do if you're going into engagement like you are. That's why we teach 410s and 20 or power hour because that's where the money is. Social media needs ways to track that people are actually interested in your stuff. And if they're not liking, if they're not commenting and they're just viewing, I think now actually if you screenshot stuff, it, it tracks that as well. And I think it does track your time if you stop to read something. Um, I don't know how it does that, but whatever. But otherwise, social media doesn't know other than, other than them viewing your story, right? They can track that. So if there's not conversations going on, it doesn't have any way to say like, this person needs to see more of your stuff. And that's why we're always big on, especially organic outreach and stuff. And just to have conversations with people, obviously we teach a, a certain way that you can do um, to do that, like take prospects and make them clients very easily and, you know, five to seven-ish questions. Uh, but that's not what it's always about either. Sometimes it's just about if you get a new follower, you're reaching out saying, hey, thanks for the follow. Why? Because if someone interacts with that initial uh, message you sent them, even if they just heart it, that instantly boosts you up the algorithm because they're already going to see some stuff because they just followed you. And now they have an anchor back to, you reached out and just said, hey, thanks for the follow. And now they have a touch point. And so I, I think we we all just overthink all those small little boxes that you were talking about at the beginning of just do the reps, do the small stuff, that it's just right there in front of you, right? And then as, as you go on, yeah, do the podcasts. Like you're crushing your podcast now. You're having amazing growth there. You're doing the in-person nutrition talks. You're doing amazing things there. You're doing partnerships and, and collaborations, which is amazing there, right? But here's the thing. If somebody's deciding whether or not to partner with even even you, right, and they go to your social profile, if you've not posted in six months, and they can't see anything going on, they're like, I don't know, this this is kind of sketchy. Unless you have like other ways that you've already built trust with that uh, potential partner or collaboration or gym or doing anything else, they're going to be like, I don't know, does this guy like is this his job or like what what does he do these days? Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot because it does get overwhelming if you think about all the things that you need to get better at, but like write shit down and like create systems. And that's what you, you know, you and I are doing and Michael, like you just create systems and all of a sudden it's like not that much anymore. If you think about it, it's actually very doable if you just schedule shit and you use a fucking calendar every now and then, you know, like I live in Google calendar right now, but like, like you need to do those kind of things. If you know, like, Hey, I have a hard time with posting or whatever it is, like, start just scheduling stuff, right? Do a content, like a bulk prep, whatever you want to call it, you know? Same like with the meal prep. Like schedule those kind of things and continue to also just look at your schedule. Dude, I've been tracking everything. Like I'm literally looking at it right now. If I buy Google Calendar and then toggle, which tracks what I'm doing so that I can reflect on that. Because that's one thing, man. Until this year, until we start to work together, I think. And it got a little bit better towards the end of last year, but still. The amount of stuff that I get done now compared to the past two years, I'm like, holy shit, like that's a massive difference. And I had the same amount of time in the day, you know, and I was like way overthinking it over here in the, in, in the early kind of years. It's like, it's, it's actually not that bad. When you break it down, it's actually not that much that you need to be doing. At least when you're still coming up, you got to a point where it gets really busy, but I think we need to work a little harder sometimes too, and more effective and be open to learning how to get shit done, you know, which you guys have taught me a lot about that for sure. So thank you. First of all, well, of course, I appreciate the, the guys that I promise this isn't a plug. Uh, we're, we're full on our roster, so we can't take anybody at the moment. We have a cohort <laughs> going on, so this is not a plug. Um, but yeah, you're right. And that's, that's honestly why one of the first things we ever talk about, um, when we work with somebody is critical tasks, right? And we try to, what's the one big thing for the week and what's your top three? right? To move your business forward. So if everything else fails, if you all of a sudden wake up on a Monday morning, even if we've prepped the week already and you're starting like, oh my gosh, I've had these 20 things to do. And we're like, no, no, no. What's the one big thing we're doing this week? And what's your three top, what's your top three, right? And so then you're just focused and you just keep moving forward every single week and you just keep going. Like that's your reps. It's just where can we actually put your focus? Tom Bilyeu, uh, one of my favorite things he's ever said was, uh, somebody asked him about like, well, how did you build this big business? And how do you think about all these things? And how do you run all these multiple companies? And he's like, I literally just think, what can I do with my next 15 minutes? And he's like, that's just how I stay focused all the time. What's, what's my next 15 minutes. And, uh, I, he doesn't go in. And I don't, I don't think he time blocks every 15 minutes, nor, nor would I, but like when he said that it really clicked and it's like, yeah, 
Um, Bill Gates, I think, I think it was Bill Gates said something similar. Somebody, you know, uh, said we, you know, overestimate what we can do in a year, but underestimate what we can do in 10 years. And I think it's that same thing, right? Like we see the day and we're like, I can get these 50 things done today versus just being like, okay, I just need to make sure I get these three things done today. And I know I'll be in a much better place. And then tomorrow I need to get these three things done versus these giant to-do lists that either you don't do, or even if you do do, like you still feel overwhelmed and like you didn't do anything because it wasn't actually bigger priorities. It may have just been a bunch of small things you knew you could quickly do to feel better. That's, that's, that's one that I definitely fell for in the beginning. It's like, oh, let me just get these like little things out of the way. And then you end up, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> there we go. Now then you end up doing all these kind of like kind of unimportant things, which you kind of know would have been totally fine to do tomorrow, but then you skip the important stuff. And that's why you feel like you're always working, but you're not going to shit done. And again, guilty, guilty is charged. Like that was me for a very long time and I'm doing a lot better now, but it's easy, right? To get caught in doing those little tasks because they're often a little bit more fun. That's just easier. So, you know, that's what we, that's what we go for. If we get that opportunity, same thing, yeah, schedule it in. And we all, we all keep, keep doing it. It's, it's okay. Even after you've learned it, <laughs> I, I do it all the time still. And I'm like, no, no, no. What are you, what are you doing, man? So like, I have these stickies all around my desk. And I'm like, why, why did you just write 10 things down on a sticky for today? Like you need to show up to the podcast. You need to prep for the podcast and you need to execute on the podcast. That's all you're doing today. Other than that, everything else is kosher, right? Instead, I've got like these 20 things down and I've got to write this script. And it's like, no, 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 just, just focus, man. Just focus. You're good. You got this. Hmm. Um, uh, you mentioned systems and I, I, I do, I don't want to just, you know, drive by on that because that's, that's huge. And I think people hear systems and as coaches were like, eh, even though we know we probably have systems for our clients, right? We, we probably have, uh, a loose onboarding system, maybe even if it's all manual, depending on where you're at in your business or who you work for. Um, what have been a few of the systems that have really kind of helped you? You mentioned maybe scheduling. Um, and do you use software? Uh, I, I know you said Google. I think maybe you use Notion as well. What What are kind of a couple of the systems that, that you actually use in your business and do you use software to, to help you with those? Yeah, dude. I mean, the third word in my company, right? Odyssey Coaching Systems. <laughs> It's systems for a reason, <laughs> but I'm big on that. And I need that as a person also, like I need that to function. Right. And let's tie this back to nutrition real quick before we get into the actual things. Why does your client do well during the week and then have a hard time during the weekends? There's a system. It's like, that's when you go to work, you have your lunch, this, that, right. That's how you want to see that. And. That's why we need to create systems. It doesn't have to necessarily be schedule related, but like we need to create things around the things that we have the most, you know, trouble with sticking to or the hardest time with whatever it is. So actual software, I just mentioned like Google calendar for me is massive, a lot of repeating kind of time blocks and it's a, it's a work in progress. So I have that. I use toggle. Like I said, it's really nice. You track kind of like what you do. It runs with Google Calendar on the side, and then I compare the two at the end of the week. So this is taking it a little far, but it's because I know that I need to be better with time blocking. So those are two big ones, and Toggle I've only used for like two months now. I will say that, but it's a big one for me personally. As for newsletters, I do Aweber, pretty straightforward. I then have on my website, I have an ebook, a habit tracker, a couple other things. Um, which are then again also linked to the newsletter. So depending on what they download, they go to Aweber, we have to just subscribe it there. Now, now I also have it set up so that it also goes into Sheets, but okay. You can link all these kind of things with Zapier. Zapier, Zapier, I never know. Anyway, you can link them <laughs> so that you have everything in one place. And Zapier, especially recently, I've used to set up a lot more automation. So this is really cool. So my client's check-in system is in Google Sheets. We talked about going out rabbit holes. I definitely went down a rabbit hole with Google Sheets and it created a really cool client file, but okay. <laughs> um, I do I do want to touch on every time you're like, hey, I just created this thing. I get, I get like super excited like a nerd would. 
because I personally will never ever build a Google Sheet. Like that's just not in my wheelhouse. But every time you have like a new one, I'm like, oh my gosh, what do you build now? <laughs> and it's like also there's not perfect, but as for the client one, like that's that's been a good one. Uh, but it's also been a work of progress for three years. It's just something I continue to improve, right? So the way it's currently, like I've used it for the full year of 2023 until now. And I actually don't need to update it this time, which is really cool. But okay, so I have that. I like Sheets. I've do it, I've, I've looked at different apps. And let me bring this up because I know there's coaches out there who want to know this stuff. It's like, what app should I get? Should I use? You know, there's so many different ones out there. And I'm looking into them as well because I am curious. But still, there's just not an app out there that does it for me, man. That's like that can do what my sheet can do. And it's not to toot my own horn, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, hey, I want my system to be able to do certain things, have the dashboard and the periodization plan and so much more. There's not an app out there yet that is good enough. Or I, I think at least. And if someone's listening and they know a really great app, like hit me up. I'm, I'm curious. Like I want to know, <laughs> you know, I'm still not going to switch, but it could be cool for the future. Okay. I'm, I'm big on sheets. So currently the way it's set up, when someone, you know, joins me and this, this is saving me a lot of manual time. That's why I wanted to, to kind of dive into this. So I have it in Zapier. It's like they go through Stripe, payments, DocuSign, which is their contract. Once they sign their coaching contract, then you want to just kind of like think this out for yourself or your own business and just write it out and just take it one step at a time. It's pretty simple if you think about it. But so payments, DocuSign for the contract. As soon as they sign it, they get an automatic email with, hey, this is your, you know, welcome to Odyssey Coaching Systems. Uh, let's start with your intake form. So they go to a Google form. They fill out that form. When that's filled out, they get another email. Hey, okay, let's start with your food diary. They then also get added to my website, my course portal. They get access to the course. They get shared that. And then I get a notification that I should be adding them in chronometer, which is the only one I currently cannot do automated. But that's a lot of steps that I don't have to do manually anymore now. And now I also have it set up so that the intake form stuff kind of goes to my my dashboard so that I can pull them into my client list. So it's it's all super simple now, you know. Um, and I save a lot of time. And and that's just something that I noticed recently. Hey, I'm spending a lot of time now going to my website to manually add the user and then set their password and then send it over. And then I need to add them to the course and et cetera, right? So also there, like, depending on where you're at, you'll know where you can save some time, like whatever you're wasting most time on. There's a lot of automation you can do these days, which has been huge. I think for now, like those are the biggest ones. Is there anything else? Did you wanted to know in terms of like what I use or like, is that what you meant or? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that's huge. So, so even if you're a new coach, what I would say first is get your processes down and what you want clients to know. You may not have a website, you may not have a portal or anything like that, that your clients are a part of at the moment. And that's totally fine. Maybe you have a Facebook group or maybe you just do everything one-to-one. -one. That's all fine. You need to actually know what your processes are before you start to automate things. Uh, I will say that. So if you're new to coach, maybe five, five or less clients, maybe 10 or less as well. And you're not really getting, you know, that steady, consistent one, two, three clients a week. Um, it's probably okay to figure out manually what you need to do. Cause especially as a new coach, you're going to kind of what we talked about earlier, you're probably going to maybe overcoach or give too much advice at the beginning anyways. And you, you don't know exactly what it is that your clients are taking away or if they're actually clicking the links or filling out the stuff. So you need to make sure all that's buttoned up and everything's clear and concise. Now, once you get to the point that you can automate, which is what you're saying, absolutely. You 100% should. And I think uh, something even like, I always say Zapier, and I'm really, I'm sure it's Zapier because it like has a lightning bolt behind it and it's a zap, right? Uh, but I say Zapier too. Uh, that's great uh, because it will, it connects bunches, uh, a bunch of different software. And so if you do have an email list, if you do have a, a website or a portal or you're trying to get them to fill out all these docs, all the things that like, I know from from having coaches in the past, like I would just get this giant email and it's like steps one through 17. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's too much. Versus, yeah, what's what's your next thing that you should do? We all know, especially in the beginning, going back to buy-in, you've got to tell people exactly, here's, here's the overview. Here's how this works. Here's your next thing. Here's what I need you to do. 
as soon as you have more than three points, you're done. And we know from marketing, as soon as you have more than one call to action, it's done. The rate of clicks, of callbacks, all those things of replies go way down. So you as a coach, it's okay if you're giving maybe three steps. Hey, here's your next three steps. One, read this email. Two, make sure that you put this date on your calendar. Three, fill out this form, right? And then they're going through. Now, if you're talking to someone that is maybe another coach or something, maybe that, that's different. But if you're talking to the general public or gym, gym pop, as we say, G-Y-M, uh, you need to be very clear and, and concise on your actions, unless it's around like business or something like that, where people are like, love to read emails. Coaches love to read like information. You've got to be very clear, very short and concise. So definitely automate what you can. I, I love that, that you have all that stuff done because yeah, how much time does that save you, man? Like how, like I couldn't, couldn't tell you probably how much time that saved you. And I know that it saved me in the past, let alone forgetting to do something, right? Or a client being like, hey, you said you're going to send over that document. Haven't gotten it yet because you completely forgot. Yeah. And that's, that's full transparency. The one thing that I'm going to be adding probably this weekend. Um, but like long story short, I think you should think of the way, like try to save yourself time and effort in ways that kind of like serve the client, but don't necessarily kind of like remove the connection. But what I mean by that is like, uh, one other thing that, you know, I do to save time and this dude is just a tiny little thing. It's literally just, I have my master client file and Zapier also automatically makes a copy, pulls their name in, saves it with a name so that it's ready for me to send over like week two. So that's one little thing. They don't notice anything, but for me, it saves me a couple minutes, but either way, it also takes your focus away if you need to do, do those, you know, little side things, you know, um, they also get saved as a contact with their birthday and those kind of things they fill in anyway. And with the Google form, it's super easy to link. Now that means that in my Google calendar, I can see their birthday coming up. Now I can remember the birthday. That's the shit they notice, you know what I mean? So there's so many little things there. Um, but yeah, dude, I, t- I totally just forgot your question. So what was it again? <laughs> you're, you're good. I know we're coming to the top of the hour and we got to wrap anyways. Maybe uh, <laughs> our, our our flu brains are uh, are, are taken over here. Um, so I, I think you're good, man. But if, if, you know, if you could look back on, on this year so far and reflect over the last 10 months, because when, you know, when, when we approach January. I know you weren't exactly in, you know, the best state, right? Business, personally, you know, working on a few things. What do you think has been one to two or even three of your like biggest lessons looking back? Like we still have four more months to crush. Don't get me wrong. But what have been one or two of the biggest takeaways or lessons that, that you've really pulled from this year so far? That's a good one, man. I think... Asking for help, like I said earlier, that's that's the one man. Like twenty, so two thousand twenty and twenty one for me were basically like steady growth. It went a little up and down, but it was up. You know, two thousand twenty two. I'm not gonna lie, man. It was a steady drop, and it looked pretty bad towards the end of twenty twenty two into January. I think March we started to get uh, to work together. 100% growth, and it's been uphill since then. But it's because I reached out, you know? I was struggling. Um, I had to learn some lessons. I had to become a better coach. I had to get better results, so that's a big one. I had to be patient and just do the work. But I got to a spot where I was like, hey, I, I do need some help, and I reached out to you guys. And again, it's not even to plug your stuff because you're like, yeah, you have a full roster, but I, I really mean this, you know? Like, if you cannot figure this out, just how your client couldn't figure out how to lose weight, like go to someone who can help you there or even just like talk to people about it, you know? So that's one. Um, fuck. It's a difficult question, man. The biggest things for me this year, for me on a personal level, um, I had to work on myself as well. This is not coaching or business related, but it translates into that. I've gotten a lot out of stoicism and reading, you know, Ryan Holiday stuff and diving into that. That's been big for me as a person, which has, again, nothing to do with, with coaching, but it's definitely made me a better person, better partner. I worked on things that, you know, we all have our weaknesses, you know, the things that we kind of don't like. Um, 
that's been huge. That's that, that's the biggest thing for me uh, over the last couple of years as well. And realizing that it is up to you, right? It's and it's all your fault, right? Extreme ownership, whatever. It's like all the good things is because you did the work, but all the shit that you're struggling with is also because of you. And that's confronting, and it's the same as our client who doesn't want to look in the mirror because they gained too much weight over the years or whatever else it is. Like now we, we need to also do the uncomfortable thing of like sitting with our own shit and reflecting and looking at, hey, okay, what do I need help with? And what can I do better? And not just kind of pushing that away, but doing the important stuff. And that includes learning how to get on camera and posts and I don't know, start DMing people. I feel like, especially these days, it's almost like frowned upon to use social media to be social. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you don't have to like be like salesy and like tell everyone like, hey, buy my shit. Like, hey, now you can still go out and like help people. But anyway, long story short, man, like those are things like get help from people. I mean, for me, stoicism was huge on a personal level. Um, and just realizing that wherever you're at, good and bad, like it's because of you, which is good news because then you can do something about that. Absolutely. That's, that's one of the fundamentals of just empowering yourself, right? Just understanding that where you are is because of, of your actions, good and bad. And so if you don't like where you're at, you can change that. Johan, where can people follow along you or your coaching company, or if someone's listening and they're thinking about getting a coach, uh, where, where should they go to follow you, get in touch, uh, or just, you know, creep on your profile. You can creep uh, on Instagram is where I'm most active. <laughs> so it's Johan Vesters underscore OCS um, or just type in Odyssey Coaching Systems. You'll find me. Um, I also have a podcast called Talk Nutrition. Hey, if you're a coach, you have some cool stuff to share, hit me up. I'm always looking for guests. Um, yeah, we're currently on like a two a week streak. So for accountability and putting it out there too. But Talk Nutrition Podcast and uh, yeah, Instagram mostly. Yeah, definitely go follow uh, and and download. He's had some epic guests on lately. Uh, I, I won't I won't uh, reveal a couple of the names, but they they were pretty uh, amazing and epic guests, man. So I know you're crushing, Johan. Thank you so much for joining us today on Run the Block, guys. We'll talk soon.